Let's begin with a word of prayer. Gracious and almighty Father, thank you for being the trustworthy one. Make us repent of worrying about the winds and the waves and of doubting you. Reach out and save us from our sinking faith so that whether on land or sea, we may be set on the solid confession that Jesus Christ is your Son, our Lord. I ask this in his name. Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about water walking. Each summer, hundreds of sailboats compete in the Chicago to Mackinac annual race that goes all the way from one end of Lake Michigan to the other, all the way even into Lake Huron up to Mackinac Island. A few years, it's the longest freshwater race in the world uh, annually. It's been going for 109 years. Well, a few years ago, one of the, ca- one of the sailboats capsized just a few dozen miles from the finish line. It was a smaller boat, just 35 feet long, but the crew was made up of seasoned sailors. They had seen a storm approaching and had shortened their sails, but sudden blast of wind and waves overturned them. Two of the members of the crew drowned, including the captain. In today's story, Jesus' disciples were caught in a similar sudden storm on the Sea of Galilee. The wind and waves were battering their boat, and they wondered if they were going to make, out, make it out of it alive. Storms can come up suddenly in your life. Sometimes you can see a storm coming, but Even when you see it coming, the storm can still overwhelm you and leave you hanging on for your life. What storms are you facing right now? Are you going through a difficult time with your finances, with your health, with a relationship, whether it's in your family or at work? What storms are facing your neighbors and our congregation? You know, the the part of the church building where you're sitting right now is called the sanctuary or the nave, which is a word that comes from the Latin navis, uh, which means boat or ship. That's where we get the word navy from. Now, if you walk into the nave of a church in Denmark, you will likely see a, a model ship hanging there. They're a very seafaring country, and they pretty much have ships in all of their churches, uh, in part to remind them that their congregation is like a boat with its crew. Everyone has a role in helping sail the ship. If we picture the disciples' boat like a congregation, with everybody straining at the oars or trying to adjust the sails, then the sea is the chaos swirling around, uncontrollable, threatening, dangerous. Venturing out on the sea always means running the risk of sudden storms. In today's story, the sea 
is a barrier that separates the disciples from Jesus. Separates them from the presence of God. In the midst of the chaos of the world, they're left alone, huddled there in the boat, with only a fragile hull between them and the waves. It's a good picture of what we face every day. The church is buffeted from the outside by persecution and difficulty and, and the wind and waves. From the inside, we're buffeted by conflict. The evil one throws everything that he can at us to try and sink our boat and leave us treading water in the storm. When Jesus came to the disciples walking on the water, you know, they were terrified and thought, is this a ghost? But Jesus said to them, take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. Now, when Jesus said those words, it is I, in the original Greek, the word he used there means I am. That's the very name that God revealed to Moses. You remember the story when Moses was out tending sheep. He'd run away from Egypt, was living out in the wilderness tending sheep, and he sees this bush that's on fire, but it's not consumed. And God speaks to him out of that bush and sends him back to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let his people go. But Moses was afraid. He pulled out every excuse in the book. And the last one was, well, who should I tell them is sending me? Who are you anyway? And God said to him, tell them that I am has sent you. When Jesus came out walking on the water to the disciples, he said, take heart, I am. He is the presence of God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. I wonder how many of our struggles as a congregation are the result of struggling in the boat without Jesus or without listening to his words of comfort and courage. How many people or congregations would be terrified if Jesus actually showed up, (laughs) came to them uh, suddenly because they'd gotten so comfortable living without without Jesus in their midst? Too often we think and hope and even pray for some way that we can solve our problems and quiet the stormy waters by ourselves. But the truth is, we can't. Take heart, I am, do not be afraid. Now, in the story, you have to notice, Jesus didn't stop the storm right away. He was simply present with the disciples in the midst of it. There's a great song by Scott Kripain that has the lyric in the, uh, in the chorus, Sometimes he calms the storm, and sometimes he calms his child. Jesus is with us in the storms, even when we can't see him. 
Romans 8 promises that nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. None of the storms of this life, none of the troubles that we experience, none of the pain and the hurt that we carry around it, nothing can separate us from God's love. In the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus walked out to the disciples on the lake, he got in the boat and the storm stopped. But not in Matthew. Matthew adds some more verses about Peter. You know, he, he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come on out, Jesus says. And suddenly, the story isn't just about what Jesus can do, about his power over the wind and the waves. It's also about Peter and us. Now, a word of warning. Don't try to walk on water unless Jesus calls you. <laughs> You've probably seen some YouTube videos of people trying to do that. Uh, you and I and our congregation will always sink unless God is supporting us. Peter looked around him, noticed the strong wind, and got scared and started to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me! And immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed him. Jesus heard his cry for help and saved him. In the letter to the Romans, Paul says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Back in the boat, Jesus said, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you waver? In Matthew, Jesus often calls the disciples, You have little faith. Yet, these cowering disciples were the ones he called to change the world. They worshipped him as the son of the living God, and yet they also wavered. In, in Matthew 28, there's this really interesting story. Jesus has risen from the dead. He's appeared to his disciples several times. He tells them to meet him up on top of a mountain. And so then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Now why on earth would the writer include that part of the story? You know, if he's trying to convince people that Jesus is the Son of God, why would he tell about people doubting that unless it actually happened. You see, faith and doubt are not these polar opposites. Quite often, they live inside us right at the same time. On our own, all we have is doubt and fear. Through the work of the Holy Spirit, we have faith and trust in the one who saves us. What we should take away from today's story isn't the idea that uh, if, if Peter just had enough faith, he could have kept walking on the water. The message to us is not, if we have enough faith, we can overcome all our problems in spectacular ways. Now, Jesus did say, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain, move into the sea. And it will do it. 
But what happened to Peter? You know, the foremost of the disciples with his faith and his fears. He sank like a stone. You know, his name does mean rock, (laughs) Peter. (laughs) He sank, but he was also saved by Jesus. Most of us don't even have mustard seed-sized faith. When was the last time that you, you told a mountain to go move into a sea? <laughs> but even our microscopic faith is enough to be saved. Faith is simply crying out to Jesus in our time of need. Cry out to Him. He will stretch out His hand and save you. It might not be the way that you expect. Whatever you're going through today, the love of Jesus surrounds you. Cry out to Him. Amen.